You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Mike, your thoughts on on what Harson has said? <laughs> Go ahead, Mike G. Do you want me to make you want me to make a large screen for you, sir? <laughs> Yeah, 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 you want to take, take us off? No, yeah, we're going to take you. All right, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, a lot was said last year about the quarterback race. I have had the same energy the entire time. If you were one of these bow people who felt like year four was going to be the year, I had one clown all over my Twitter tagging Coach Harson, talking about, I trust Coach Harson. To make the right decision. Well, trust him now. I have no energy for you, sir. You have nothing to say. If you were one of these people that's I trust the coach, the coach always makes the right decision, the right guy wins the job. Keep that same energy now. When it appears the guy you hated last year is winning the job. Now, I am of the opinion that no coach is above reproach. You guys have heard me say time and time again, talent evaluation is not an exact science. A guy can win a job. He can look one way in practice. He can look different under the lights. What I hope the coaching staff does is is that they're just not willing to die on the first hill. That they will look at their own decisions and say, okay, it looked one way. It's not going the way we thought. That's why we recruited more than one kid. We've seen it time and time again. So now what do we have in T.J. Finley? You have a guy who's essentially going into his second year in terms of totality of starts. And to believe that after like seven or eight starts in a couple of years that a guy cannot make the jump, any player, is completely ridiculous. So the Bow Brigade, quiet down, pipe down. I don't want to hear from you till the end of the season. Because last year, I had to deal with everybody attacking me for just questioning Harson on Bo. And this year, if he wins it, I don't want to hear anybody questioning him now. Let's be clear. You made made your stance clear last year. The coach is above reproach until he makes a decision you don't agree with. So you either question him all of the time or you question him none of the time. But this two-way double standard based on who we like and who we prefer, I've had enough of that. So, Caesar said it best. He said it's like having another coach on the field. That's high praise for any quarterback. That's not coach speak. Now, I personally felt like Calzada might have been winning the race this offseason. But we have repeatedly said a lot of things can happen in fall camp. We told you guys the stories about Chris Todd, took snaps with the threes, and then won the job in fall camp after missing the entire spring. 
if we're to believe that the coaches are doing their best job to evaluate players based on what they see on the field, there is no reason not to believe it when he says it now. Other than you had some other reason for why you liked one guy and you disliked the other. Search your soul for whatever that reason is. Now, I'm not here, but the double standards, we're done with that. We're do- I've had quite enough. Thank you very much. So, if TJ gives us the best chance to win, when game one comes, root for Auburn. That's it. We're fan channel. I get it, we're media, but we're fan channel. My only interest is in whoever they put out there plays well. I had that energy for the last guy, and I will have that energy for this guy. But all these people who have different energy, after one scrimmage, by the way, we don't even know if he's going to win the job. (laughs) Freaking out over the coach just saying he's doing well. (laughs) Give me a break. There's still another week left in fall camp. He said some great things about Ravi Ashford. He said good things about Zach Calzada. Said he played solid and threw a touchdown pass. If you call yourself a fan, you will root for Auburn. But if you're in our comment section talking about how you're not going to watch football in 2022 if one guy wins the job, kick rocks. Show yourself the door. Exit stage left. That's all I got to say about that. I and he was being nice. He could have said more. Yeah, right. I'd even curse in that whole actually, diatribe. Actually, he really is being nice, knowing really like you that I know. Yeah, yeah, actually. Treat your boys. Chill Boys Underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys Underwear will help you keep the boys close. Uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. Guys, I just, I'm over it, man. Like, you know, can we just root for all these guys to do well and maybe just believe that we got three guys who could do the job? Or we have a coach who knows how to develop. Develop. (gasps) Or, or, as Mike said, it's the first scrimmage, calm the F down. Yeah, like, good guy. We we could do that. We, we We could stop pretending as if it's been decided already. And need I remind you, the first game of the season is Mercer. Mm-hmm. This yeah. doesn't have to get sorted out today. Let the kids play it out, man. There's a reason TJ Finley was in the Elite 11 when he came out of high school. There's a reason why he was the number two guy at LSU when he came out of high school. There's a reason why they recruited him to Auburn in the transfer portal. Maybe he actually is talented. And he needed some time to develop to get the game speed. Maybe it's possible. I'm not saying that's definitely true. But what I'm saying is if you've made up your mind today, there is absolutely no way TJ Finley could possibly lead us to more than four or five wins. How? How? How have you come to that conclusion? Again, unless you had that same energy for every other quarterback we've had. But the only way they can keep that energy now is to crap on the other quarterbacks. 
Yeah, because these you, guys you, can't possibly be good. They can't they be good. Them. So it, yeah, he, and that's he, the next a couple and of things. That, and that is exactly and I don't like where that, some people like that are either. heading. That's but exactly I don't like where that some people are heading. Here's here's the the only conclusions you can draw from T.J. Finley is going to be the starter, so we must be terrible. Is that one of a few things you've assumed already? Every quarterback behind him is worse than him. You got to be in that category. Our coaches can't evaluate the quarterback. You have to be in that category. Right. Or you're in this third group of people who are our offensive line is so terrible, TJ doesn't stand a chance behind that O-line. Yeah. So you either dislike our O-line, dislike our coach, or dislike the chances of anybody behind him. Or you've, you've got some mixture of the three. But you can't possibly like the coach, think our offensive line is decent, and say TJ has no chance. All of those things can't be true. That can't which, be true. Which, by the way, yeah. Harson did says there was not a lot of negative plays by the offensive line. That came out of his mouth yesterday right. yeah. talking about yeah. the O-line. So he's yeah. been speaking well about them, too. But it's the same people who feel like our O-line can't make the jump as well either. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we've been consistent about saying guys can improve. Guys can improve. We paid $21 million to get rid of the last dude. So we could get somebody in here who could help guys improve. Right. Is it so hard to believe that in year two, he's doing the job that we paid him to do? Because let's be clear. I've said this. Bo Nix improved over the course of last season. Which which we acknowledge repeatedly as well. He did. He did. And and before the show started, we went over some of them first-year stats. There were some... Awful performances in the first two years. Yeah. Year one and year two. Some numbers that say, can this guy play quarterback? I just don't know how you look at that and then look at this guy just minus the running ability and say, hang it up. Should have never picked up a football ever. According to some of these see, people. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing, my uh, guys. It, again, Harson is telling you what he's looking. Just listen to just listen to your head coach, and you'll start to at least if if you listen and think critically. That's a big if. But if you think critically, he talked about lining up. One of the things is an is a leadership opportunity because he values leadership. If a running back is lined up wrong, what does the quarterback do? In other words, he goes on to say, you need to know your offense. He's not talking about arm strength. He's not talking about athleticism. He's not talking about if you beat Bama last year. Do you know your offense? That, to me, is something that I'm looking at. Not just TJ, but the two newest guys in your QB. Do Calzada and Robbie know the offense enough to give Harson the comfort two weeks out from the season starting. Right, yeah. It don't have That's to be the question. There week one. Yeah, like I can say it's Mercer first yeah. team. It don't have to be there week one, right? Um I but, think we have we have a shutdown defense. But compared to what TJ's doing, he sees that. Right. At least that's the what appears to be the case. And, yeah. and uh, listen, I understand that this sounds like a TJ Cape session, right? And it's not. Let let not. me be abundantly <laughs> clear on this. I don't know what T.J. Finley is going to do in a game yet. Right. But n- my point is neither do you. Right. Yeah, but the meltdown right. that's happening right now over just the guy saying that <laughs> he did well and it seemingly being that what people thought all offseason, he had no shot, is now not looking great. 
But and again, so he, and my other point on this is is that this is going to sound like I'm crapping on all our quarterbacks. So forgive me. Zach Calzada had an up and down year last year too. He had some games where he played great. He had some games where he played poorly. So it's not as so you you either are hopeful that this coaching staff and another year of experience can improve a quarterback, or you're saying, I don't want to see either of those guys give me the unknown in Robbie. Yeah, your question really isn't about I think that's a great point. Your question really isn't about the guys. It's about the guy coaching the guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you're a Harson hater, then it really doesn't matter what decision he makes. You're gonna find a way to crap on it. Yeah. Like I said, whether it's the O line or it's you know anything a play call, you're gonna find a way to crap on this decision if you're not a Harson believer, right? Yeah. Um, but if we believe that the coach does uh, can do the job in development, which there's evidence of that because we had a guy who was very inconsistent and he had his most consistent season in year one of this coach, then there's no reason to believe that that can't be applied to the other guys in this room as well. That right. includes Zach Calzada, Robbie Ashford, and TJ Finley. It's scrimmage number one. There's still a lot that can happen. Now, uh, we're going to get to it later, but Harson did say that it's you know we got to start to narrow things down yeah. pretty yeah. quickly. Right? And, so and, gotta... and again, as Mike said in, in his, um, his little uh, diatribe there, monologue. It, monologue that's a good good word for it as long as he's not tied to the decision it still doesn't matter as long as he trots out a quarterback and he's like you know what we gave you a shot it's not working we need to change it up then all of the we're only gonna win so many games that means he won't be there as the starting quarterback for those games somebody else will right so Unless you're saying, well, he's going to wait to eight game eight or nine before he makes that decision. I just, if he's not tied to the decision, then one of two things is going to happen. TJ's going to play well enough for us to win football games, or he's not going to play well now enough and he's going to get else. replaced. Now you're going right. to see somebody else. That's really the. So again, it comes back to you have to either trust that Coach Harson's going to make the right decision at this point, whether it is to start the season or in replacement during the season, or you don't trust the coach. Yeah, right. That's right. all it comes down to because I, I seriously cannot stress this, and I don't care who starts against Mercer. I don't. All I care is by the time halftime hits at Penn State, we look competent as an offense, and the guy who started the game is either still playing well in the second half or doesn't trot back out there with the second half offense. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, him. By, right. by, by Penn State, we could feel good about multiple quarterbacks. We could. Right, because they're going to play more than one guy in those first two games. Right. So, you know, by Penn State, there could be a very different outlook on how these quarterbacks have developed. Remember, 2014, 2015, 2014, 2014, uh, Jeremy Johnson came in for one half of football. Looked great against Arkansas. 14, yeah. That one half of football gave fans so much hope (laughs) that we might actually be developing a pipeline, a quarterback where a guy can come in and perform to an acceptable level. For us to win football games, you know, and it, it should, we just have to, what we, we hope, hope Harson is bringing to Auburn for probably the first time ever since, you know, we've been students and fans is, is that we can trust the development at that position so that it is an expectation that the guy stepping in for the job will perform to an acceptable level more consistently than we've had in the past. 
right? So fans are jaded. I get it. We've had a long kind of weird history with quarterback at this school. It just seems like all the other pieces have been there. And then whenever we find a dynamic quarterback, it's like instant contention for a national title. That's held true every single time. Think about it. 2004, Jason Campbell took the step, undefeated. 2010, Cam, boom, national title. Uh, Nick Marshall, 30 seconds away, three points. You know, Jared Stidham, they were one game away from the playoff. One game away from the playoff. This team has been in. They beat two number ones in the same season. So here's another point I want to make about last year's quarterback competition. We on this channel were all like, yo, is there anybody else who can play? It turns out, you know what? The coach was right. TJ wasn't ready to step in and play football for, for Auburn sure. University. Right. So despite what we thought about the play of Bo Nix at quarterback, the coach made the right decision about right who call. he was starting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that actually gives me more trust. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Right. He for can sure. evaluate the, the people in his room and say, you know what? This kid's not ready. This kid's not ready. He gives us the best chance to win, even though it's frustrating for me as a fan to say, God, is that the best we have? The answer to that was actually... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, but, yes. But to be clear, when I see questionable things on the field and then you stick with that decision, I'm going to question you. Right. That, I mean, and, and, and that's, that's completely fair. fair. I'm, go- that's I'm going fair. to I'm going to question why we have to stick with the questionable thing that but, we're but watching. But I think I think what's happening, Mike, is that Harson is addressing even what you were questioning last year. Right. He had to stick with that guy. Well, now sure. he's in a situation where he doesn't have to do that. Hope, maybe, right? That's okay, the so, hope, right? So while we're so while we're doing this, I, that takes me. I just want to address this comment while we're on it. Listen, love Lisa. Lisa's our girl here every show, but I do want to address this, right? Um, the second part of this is pulling for TJ, but uh, to be able to pull it all together, there's also a reason. Despite the hype, he was pulled from the starting role at LSU. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair for a true freshman who was thrust into duty because the starter got hurt. Didn't have a spring, by the way. That was in a COVID, COVID season. Yeah. In a COVID season. We're two years later. We have to let go of what happened his freshman year at LSU. You have to be able to let go of that and move on from that. Like, you know, or okay. you have to give him credit for the games he played well is also. Uh, right. The South Carolina game, which our quarterback completely crapped the bed against. That's true. Three picks in that game against South Carolina in 2020. Three. TJ shredded them up. So it's gotta be, it's gotta just work both ways. I think he was a developmental player. I think the staff at LSU recognized that, which is why he was in the backup role. He came in. Nobody got a spring in 2020. Nobody. COVID took that from everybody. And then that program was clearly on the decline from a coaching standpoint. So they fired everybody. So I I don't know that I'm holding a kid accountable for something that happened at another program where they completely disbanded the staff and play went downhill after Joe Joe Burrow left. No Joe Joe Burrow, no Joe Brady. That was a whole different program. That offense right. was not the same after Joe Brady not. left, right? Not. You know, and then he comes here and he doesn't get a spring with this team either. He doesn't get a spring at Auburn, right? And he goes through the season and, and like you know, you said Caesar. In in hindsight, you know, maybe he wasn't ready last season. I don't know that we can continue to hold that against him though, against any player under those same circumstances. 
That's all I'm saying. So like I just that that the narrative about what he did at another school two years ago, like I I just don't you know if we're to believe that guys get better, you have to believe that a guy just is what he is when he comes in and he'll never be anything more. The first thing you see is all he's ever going to be. Well, 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 and that has happened before under the previous coaching staff. And what has happened is a lot of us as fans have been conditioned to expect the same guy on day one to be the same guy on day uh, 100, 200, right? right? We've been conditioned. I think we have a coach who's different. These guys are actually going to be better at day 200 than they were at day one, but it's a process. Even with Mm -hmm. Calzada, even with Robbie, those guys are having to learn the offense. There's a lot of nuance and details that's being required of them in this Mm -hmm. offense. Mm -hmm. That's a learning curve. Doesn't mean they can't catch up, but there's a learning curve. And now right. in live action, you got to put it all together. The right. guy who's been here the longest has the upside in that competition. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Another clip uh, that Harson talked about, he talked about some newcomers. Want to get you guys' thoughts on it. But just a few standouts. I thought uh, Demari Alston ran the ball well today. So we had a couple of freshmen that stood out. Demari Alston stood out. Thought he ran the ball really well. And then Camden Brown uh, had a touchdown tonight. So those are two freshmen that that I thought played well. Barr had had three catches. Um, Shanker had a couple of catches. Fromm had a couple of catches. Uh, Shanker also had a touchdown tonight, which was good. Quarterbacks, uh, I thought all all did some really good things. Uh, Finley operated well tonight. Uh, that was good to see. Thank you. And uh you know, I thought he. We had a long drive on the very first drive with the with the first group is about fourteen plays, uh, so he executed well on that drive. I thought uh, Robbie did well too, uh, making some plays and uh, operated the huddle, and, and did some good things on that part on his part. Uh, Calzada solid tonight. Had a touchdown as well. Can I just compliment Mountain Man Harson real quick on, you know, the rugged beard thing he's got going on? You know, yeah. he, joined, he joined Beard Gang over the last couple of weeks. So, Brian Harson, holla at me. I got some products I can – if you want to embrace the life, bro, I got you. Holla at your boy. We've you know seen a couple different versions. We've seen Musclehead Harson. We've seen Bro Harson. <laughs> We've seen Hang Tan Harson. <laughs> and now we got uh, – uh, uh, Beer game, Bu- Bushman, Harson. <laughs> it's amazing. It's dude. Shout out to more. JT Martin. I, I meant, meant to grab your super chat earlier. My apologies, but appreciate you. Glad to hear TJ's taking the lead. I had to check myself this offseason for being too emotional. Now I'm just ready for the season to just watch. That's all. We're, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Thank you for that comment. And listen, yes. and I get I get the emotions tied to this man. Mm-hmm. We're emotional about our team too, or we wouldn't be sitting here devoting hours of our week to sit here and talk about this, analyze this, shop yeah. up video. Like we we have a super huge amount of our lives invested in this. I get it. What I don't get is the overreaction though. Yeah. I get reacting, but I don't get overreacting. Based on where we are. Based on <laughs> where we are today. Thomas Jones, appreciate the super sticker and your comment. I was at scrimmage yesterday, point blank TJ and Robbie played better than Zach. Hey, that's how competitions go sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? It's and a it's, competition. It, it's refreshing that you have a coach that honors competition. Yeah. But here's the thing all. with competition. Here's the thing with competition. We say we want something, but you don't know who's going to come out on top when you have a real competition. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Because it's fair. Is it just possible that all those guys can have ability and you just got a hard decision about who you have to pick yeah. to be the guy? Is it is it always have to be if this guy wins, it means these guys aren't that good? Like maybe you just got multiple guys who can do the job. You know, the better programs, that's what they're working with. But they do. Yeah. Because you know what? I would hate to be the person that has to make the decision on which wide receivers we're trotting at on the field this year. Oh, man. God. <laughs> I don't oh, want to have to make that decision, bro, because that's right. hard. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's hard. Absolutely. Uh, th- well, listen, there's someone named Ike that has to make that decision. <laughs> <laughs> <It ain't> <laughs> not <laughs> you. <laughs> not, <laughs> not you. <laughs> I do not envy that. Uh, what do you think about – I want to I get you guys' take before we get to the break because uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, we heard Harson speak about uh, Austin. Uh, he was actually – we actually had a building report with him not too long ago that's currently – uh, open to the fans. You can t- definitely check that out on our page. He had two touchdowns. Damari Austin, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. One one was like 20-plus yard, I think almost a 40-yarder. Uh, he, he spoke well about him. We wasn't sure if he was going to be the number three guy because we heard about Sean Jackson and, and how he's been, he's been contributing. It looks like Damari Austin could see some playing time. He could be part of the rotation. Thoughts on that, B.? I'm scared to death for everybody we got to play because I don't think Sean Jackson is, is going to be uh, sitting on the bench either. We are going to have an outrageous running back room. We've had very good running back rooms. We were actually running down some. I think it was uh, uh, maybe I think we were all talking. I can't remember. We were talking about the year that Javon Robinson got kicked off the team. It would have been Javon Robinson one, carry mm. on Johnson two. And Cam Petway wouldn't have even been in the running back room. He would have been a fullback. H-back, yeah. We had three dudes, unbelievable college running backs. Javon Robinson was one of the best running backs I thought we had in the Gus era. He got uh, kicked off the team, didn't he, for something stupid? False rape allegations and okay. the, yeah. the person recanted, but yeah. Um, that running back, that was probably the best running back room of the Gus era. Prior to that, before and after, we had one really good running back each year. One. Trey Mason was the good running back that year. Cam Artis Payne was the good running back that year. 2015, Javon Robinson. Uh, carry on and come in, but he wasn't quite ready for primetime yet. We had one good running back, and now we've got at, at least two, at least two. Tank talking to the media during SEC Media Days, it really let you know he is a leader on this team. The tape that we saw of Tank working out with Damari, he is a leader. Tank is a leader, and he is setting the tone as not only the best running back, but as the best player on offense. And I don't think anybody's going to dispute that. Maybe we got some time to see if, if somebody just steps way up at wide receiver. But I think all of this competition talk, and we, you hear us talking about the difference between Harson and, and, and the Gus regime and how things are different and competition and strength and conditioning, I think the stuff is getting through. I think it's getting right. through. Because you have a guy who's who, in keeping in mind, when pe- people come in highly touted, they are used to just getting what they want most of the time. It's not that some guys don't come in ready to work, ready to contribute, ready to to play up to the standard uh, that their coach is setting before them. But I also know, 
as recently as last season, some people came in here just expecting to, to be shown the red carpet and, and walk into some playing time because they thought that they were that good. And when it didn't work out like that, they had a problem with it. I don't think that's going to be a problem going forward anymore. For anybody who gets recruited here, I think they're going to know if I want my opportunity, I'm going to have to work and I'm going to have to outwork other people for it. What Damari Austin has been able to do based on scrimmages, and he even he's been the player, either the playmaker or, or the offensive player of the day in camp at least once, I want to say. I remember seeing his name up there once. The standard is set. And I'm excited to see not only him, but also Camden Brown. Like we, We're hearing two dynamic players on offense out of the gate. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't pick Camden Brown up until like when? It was like a couple weeks before signing day? What, what was the, it was the, who was the receiver we were in after that we missed out on? It was the guy he ended up going to Michigan, Darius Clemens. Yeah, yeah, Clemens. yeah Clemens. that was the that was the key. That was the it one was... we thought that was the one, right? He came from Oregon. Uh, Harson, he of course recruited the area, and he had been in a, in on him early for a long time, and it didn't work out. Michigan came in, swooped in. It was Michigan, Miami, and yeah, yeah. So that didn't work out, and so we got Camden Brown, and from everything we saw, it was like okay, tall kid. We like the measurables. Good. You know, let, let's see what he can do. But we didn't hear a lot about Kim. Most Brown. people weren't crazy because we were too busy reeling from, from Darius Clemens going to Michigan. Right. Okay. From, from losing on yeah. a four or five star guy. And then we end up with yeah. a three star guy. So people aren't paying as close attention. Man, he's, no star is going to be a bust. In trouble. He's going to be a bust. <laughs> um, the, yeah. the, the idea with Alston, I will say, I, I, I don't think that what Harson said about Halston, Alston is going to mean a lot in terms of his playing time this year, unless there are injuries. Um, personally, this this coach has old school vibes to me. Um, I think if they can save the year of eligibility, they will. But um, the opportunities that he got in this scrimmage have more to do with the fact that you're you're not Tank is battle tested. There's mm-hmm. nothing you're, that you have to learn about Tank. So you take this opportunity to start to learn about some of the other guys in some highly competitive. Uh, situations against the ones and the twos, right? If that makes sense, like you're just, you're not putting you're just there's no reason to risk tank out there. He's got nothing to prove. Jarquez is coming off an injury, um, and so maybe I I haven't heard a lot about how they're treating that with him coming back, but I gotta assume that they're watching it. I heard he's healthy, um, but you're keeping your ones and your twos healthy. Running back, you take a lot of punishment at running back, mm-hmm. right? So you do have to manage hits. In practice, you got to take hits in practice, but you have to manage it. And if you have a young guy, if he's been working hard all summer, you reward him in camp with some carries. But again, unless there are injuries, I I don't think that it means he's going to be the number three back this season if they can help it. Ideally, I think the staff would like to save his year of eligibility or, you know, if we do see him, it will be because you can play him in up to four games and still save that register. Right. Yeah. So if we see him, you know, the rules will allow for that. So you'll reward him with that. But you're going to save the eligibility if you can. <laughs> 